from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. We might get the kind of people going down to the Lake of the Ozarks and they think they can just drink their way down this river. Does that worry you a little bit? It does. And, you know, I don't have a great answer to that. I mean, I don't think we need to uh, design everything the lowest common denominator, though. Some people are just going to be fools when they get out there. We have to accept there is a little bit of risk. That's going to be part of it. We can't freak out the first time someone does something stupid. Uh, The vast majority of people will be responsible users. Sometimes we get so caught up in the idea of grand project, we forget that we can take small steps to get started. And I think something like, you know, throwing a couple barges together would be a nice incremental way to start. It's not something that would require huge capital investment, and if it doesn't work out, it'd be really easy to get it out of there. I'm Sarah Fenske. Dean Klinkenberg's most recent essay on NextSTL.com was published under a clear-cut headline, St. Louis Deserves a Marina. It's something that stopped us in our tracks. Do we not have any marinas? No? Well, do we deserve one? And if so, could we get one? Well, here to answer some of those questions is Dean Klinkenberg. He's a mystery novelist, a travel writer, and a longtime Mississippi River enthusiast. And his piece, Making the Case for a Marina, was the first in a three-part series. The second is now online at nextstl.com. Dean Klinkenberg, welcome. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Sarah. So, Dean, you write in your essay, there are a lot of marinas between St. Charles County and Alton, but none in the city of St. Louis. Has that always been the case? There have always been, I think, a pretty good concentration of marinas north of St. Louis, but when you get below um, the confluence area, in particular south of Alton on down, marinas have been a little harder to find. St. Genevieve had one for a few years, but uh, they weren't able to sustain that for a variety of reasons. So there's a huge gap, and especially when you get past Kimswick, where the next marina is after Alton, Uh, It's uh, Memphis is your next marina. So that's Mm -hmm. a really long gap there. So St. Louis, this is the third busiest inland port in the U.S. This is a stat I know you know because I got it from you. (laughs) Does it make sense to have recreational boaters in the middle of that? Well, there are already recreational boaters in the middle of it. So I think that's the part that people don't really understand. If you go hang out along the the cobblestone levee uh, on a given day, particularly when the weather's nice, you're going to see a bunch of people using the cobblestone levee as a makeshift boat ramp and putting in already. So we've already got some of that going on. Plus, we have some boat traffic from people known as loopers, which are those folks who apparently have the time and the and the money to uh, travel a few thousand miles uh, water route uh, around the eastern half of the United States. That water route goes through downtown. So a lot of those folks already come through. And, you know, there's an outfitter, uh, Big Muddy Adventures, that takes people in big canoes that, uh, on trips that end at the steps of the arch. So there's already recreational traffic there. Uh, it's just that we don't have a platform to serve a lot of their needs when they're coming through. And so people are kind of just ditching their canoes by the side. You're saying, hey, there, there could be a better solution. Hook people up with something close to downtown, and is that your, your best spot? That's my dream. It would be a great front door. Like if you're coming on the river anyway, and, you know, as I said, there are people who are already doing this. And we also have long-distance paddlers who are those folks who spend, you know, weeks out on, on the river to try to paddle the whole thing. They also come through. 
Uh, and some of them can stop at the cobblestone levee and, uh, and take a break there, but there are no services for them, and there's no security if they leave their boat. So, you know, I was just thinking it would be awfully nice as a front door on the river side of things if we had an easy way for people coming by boat to get off the boat and enjoy a little bit of downtown St. Louis. Well, we are curious what you think of this thought. We're going to open the phone lines here. You can call us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. Now, Dean, this has stirred up a lot of discussion. We put this out on our Twitter this morning. Uh, We actually did a poll, and 78% of St. Louis Public Radio Twitter fans uh, said yes to a marina. We heard from Don on our Facebook page. He writes, quote, the Mississippi River has been so underdeveloped as a resource for St. Louis, there are so many possibilities. Bill writes in Shrewsbury, brilliant idea. Please take a look at other Midwestern cities which have marinas to silence the skeptics. I have seen one in Detroit, which was fantastic. I think there is sort of one in Milwaukee, also Madison. A bunch of sailboats downtown or south of downtown would be amazing. The idea could really help our city. At the same time, we've also heard from a lot of people who are like, man, you do not want to encourage more recreational boaters. We did get an email from Bob Chris. He's a professor emeritus of Earth and Planetary Sciences at Wash U. He writes, quote, a marina on the Mississippi is a bad idea. It's simply much too dangerous. The marina plan near the Lighthouse Project just north of I-270 upstream of the Chain of Rocks Dam, and any stalled boats or ones with inattentive captains will get in great danger fast, as will anyone who falls out of their boat. Further downstream, the shipping channel is quite busy, and the towboats must navigate around numerous bridges, so they simply cannot maneuver around small boats that stray into the shipping channel. Dangerous collisions are inevitable. He says if St. Louis wants a marina on a big river, a facility could be built on the Missouri River near Crevecore Lake. He says towboats are not going away anytime soon. They cannot mix with small recreational vessels on the busy, narrow channel. What do you say to that? Well, they already do. Again, I, that's part of the answer. And I, I know Bob. Hi, Bob. We'll have a beer. and We'll argue about this later. Uh, But, you know, I think what's also easy to forget is that channel through St. Louis uh, was engineered to be narrow and fast. It's not the way the river channel naturally was. And if we can engineer it to be natural, you know, if we can engineer it to be narrow and fast, we can re-engineer it to be more accommodating to wider range of uses. I believe the Mississippi is everybody's river. We all have, you know, a right to be out on that river in different craft, and we shouldn't uh, be restricting use or we shouldn't engineer the river in such a way that it restricts it to only one kind of use. So I understand people saying that it's dangerous and all that, and, you you know, people can get in trouble in a hurry if they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I fundamentally reject the idea that something has to be absolutely, completely safe and nothing bad can ever possibly happen to entertain the idea. There are already lots of recreational boaters on the river. If you go further north, there are hundreds of recreational boaters out on the river on a given weekend that are navigating or that are uh, uh, maneuvering around barge traffic. So there are ways to do it. I think we need to we need to be a little more open-minded about this. So I want to go to the phone lines. Uh, Corey is calling from St. Louis. Um, Corey, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hello. Hello. Uh, glad to be on the show. Always listen every now and then. Thank you, Corey. So what are your thoughts on, on this proposal from Dean Klinkenberg? I think it's a fabulous... We have some reservations about it, though, because of the history of flooding that we've had in the St. Louis area, especially when I turned 18 when the flood of 93 happened, and I remember how devastating that was, not only on Missouri, but on the Mississippi as well. And we've always had periods where the arch grounds are 
always closed due to flooding. Corey, I I think you make a great point there. And as Corey uh, was saying, fabulous idea, but flooding could be a huge problem. What do you say to that? Well, uh, obviously, the river levels are going to vary, and there are ways to deal with that. You know, the Alton Marina is uh, moored to spud poles that are buried into the river, so all the structures from the marina rise and fall uh, along with the river. You know, 50 foot's a pretty big variation, but, you know, uh, I was thinking, like, if we just started really modestly with something like Hoppy's uh, Marina down in Kimsworth, where you take a couple of barges, you strap them together, and you put some gas pumps and maybe a little store on there, uh, then those barges can float, you know, with the river uh, and rise and fall as the river does. And if things get really bad, you know, if you have a major flood again, like 1993, and you need to clear the area out, those barges could be pushed out by a tow and, and tucked away somewhere else. So I don't. I think there are solutions to that. I don't think that's a reason not to do it. Corey, thank you for that um, for that call there. That is the number one thing I hear from people. What about the flooding? And uh, Dean actually let us use a photo that he had taken of the marina in Kimswick because this is an example. We have this up on our website stlonair.show. We'll also get that there on our Twitter at stlonair if you want to see this. This is not what you might think of as a marina if you're from say Cleveland, like I'm from, where you have a marina with you know a ton of People have their their pleasure yachts. I guess we don't call them yachts in Cleveland, but you know what I mean. These are 30-foot boats. This is a much simpler affair. You're saying we could start small with this, a place where you could safely dock your boat. Absolutely. Sometimes we get so caught up in the idea of grand projects, we forget that we can take small steps to get started. And I think something like, you know, throwing a couple barges together would be a nice incremental way to start. It's not something that would require huge capital investment. And if it doesn't work out, it'd be really easy to get it out of there. Uh, so a very quick story. I was reviewing some notes uh, uh, about prior marinas around here. In the 1930s, uh, there was a guy named Edwin Koenig, who was a, a commodore of the St. Louis Yacht Club, who was frustrated at the lack of access for boaters coming through the area. He bought an old excursion boat and turned it into the yacht club that boaters could use to moor up to, and they, they had services there. Mm-hmm. So this is an idea that, you know, it's not uh, original to me. People have done this before. Let's go back to the phone lines. Mark is calling from Festus. Uh, hi, Mark. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Oh, hey, thank you. So I've been listening to the conversation, and uh, very interesting because I have often thought the same thing, except uh, a little further south. So if you go down around the Kimswick all the way down to Festus, there's two private. One is a marina called Hoppies, and there's another one called uh, Platten Rock Boat Club. Now, even though these are not full-service marinas where you can park your boat and get out and run around, but uh, one of them is a boat ramp, and the other one does offer boat storage as well as fuel. Hmm. Uh, But there is a giant need in that area um, for a good marina, um, and as well as um, that particular area. Once you get past about where Festus is, the hills are absolutely beautiful, the sandbars, there's some really wide open water. Yes, you have barge traffic, but we are out there all summer long with lots of friends. Lots of people belong to the, I think, Platten Rock Boat Club is 400 members strong. I'm not too sure about hoppies, but all kinds of beaches, people hanging out on them. It's already happening. Yeah, Mark, I mean, you make a great point there. It's already happening. Um, I want to go back to the phone lines. Melissa is calling from Collinsville. Uh, Melissa, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, What's your perspective on this? So um, I work as a summer seasonal park ranger for the Gateway Arch National Park. 
And um, everything that Dean has said so far, I completely agree with. Um, you would be astonished at the amount of recreational um, activity that goes on on the Mississippi, especially through our downtown area in St. Louis. Um, and so, Melissa, having, having a place off, for these people to, to stop at, this might make sense? Absolutely. Um, from the top of the arch, the view down there on the levee, you know, all day long, you see yachts. I mean, giant, white, beautiful yachts, um, kayakers, canoeists, um, all types of vehicles. And they're always pulling up there on the levee and then, um, you know, or there's no place for them to go or they just bypass downtown. Hmm. And wouldn't it be great to have a place for them to moor up? Well, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing that perspective. So, Dean, there are certainly some people pushing back on this, but we're hearing a lot of love from St. Louis on the Air listeners here. Uh, it's very exciting to me. Maybe we can get some momentum going for this. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that that now multiple people, including somebody who's there at the Arch working regularly, are noting all of this boat traffic that those of us who maybe have our back to the to the river, we're not even noticing. This is This is all around us. Absolutely. And I think it's easy to underestimate uh, the amount of recreational use on the river. You know, I, I know a lot of people are afraid of the Mississippi. Every time I talk about this, what's one of the first thing people say is it's too dangerous to go out there. And I've been out uh, in canoes uh, on the Mississippi multiple times. I know people who've spent a lot more time paddling on the river than me. Uh, it's perfectly safe if you know what you're doing. Uh, and it's it's probably a lot safer than driving. So. So I do want to go back, though, to this thought from Bob Chris, who who I know you know, a professor emeritus of Earth and Planetary Sciences. He's worried that by encouraging this, we're going to get those boaters, not the boaters who are out there right now, who know what they're doing and have studied these risks and are paying attention. We might get the kind of people going down to the Lake of the Ozarks and they think they can just drink their way down this river. D- does that worry you a little bit? It does. And, you know, I don't have a great answer to that. I mean, I don't think we need to uh, design everything to the lowest common denominator, though. Some people are just going to be fools when they get out there. Uh, and we're, we're regardless of how much experience they have, people can sometimes make bad decisions. They can end up with their boat on the chain of rocks, for example, and they're not paying attention to the navigation uh, maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad things can happen, but I don't think that's reason enough to say this, is, you know, to kill the whole idea. I think we have to accept there is a little bit of risk. That's going to be part of it. We can't freak out the first time someone so- does something stupid. Uh, the vast majority of people will be responsible users. Well, Dean, this has been so interesting to think about this idea. You've kind of put this out in the ether, um, and you make a good argument here. The second part in your three-part series about the river, you talk about paddling down the river. And in our final minute here, it's just clear what a big enthusiast and booster you are for the Mississippi. Even beyond the whole marina question, do more of us just need to get out there and get on this river, again, in a safe way? Absolutely. I think we take it for granted because it's so close to us. But, you know, it's kind of our Rocky Mountains in a way. And it's amazing how wild the spaces can be, especially when you get just a little bit away from the city. You don't have to go very far to find you know, wildlife, you know, thousands of birds, at peace and quiet. Um, there are lots of recreational activities along the river, from hiking to paddling to photography, birding. Uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous resource and you know, experience just in our own backyard, and I wish we spent more time appreciating it. Well, Dean Klinkenberg, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You can read Dean's essays at nextstl.com. You can also find more of his work at mississippivalleytraveler.com.
Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.